Welcome to Golf Betting On Demand. I'm Rick Gaiman, and I'm here to take you through everything you need to know to bet this week's Hero World Challenge. The Hero World Challenge, a very unique event for the PGA Tour, not technically an official quote-unquote real event on the PGA Tour, but this is Tiger's Tournament. I've got the Sunday Red on. I'm ready to rock and roll this week. It is a field of only 18 golfers. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to go through every single one, time permitting, and uh, talk about where they could be a good good bets in terms of outrights, maybe first round leader, top five, top 10. And uh, basically that's half the field considering there's only 18 guys in it. So uh, they're going to be much shorter odds for this week. But before we get into that, let's talk about this tournament a little bit. As I mentioned, it is uh, Tiger who Tiger Woods who is the host of this event. Basically, it is a compilation of uh, official World Golf rankings that gets you into this. But then also, Tiger has some of his you know picks. They would normally be like sponsors exemptions that Tiger can get you into the field with. So it leaves us with a very star-studded field being played in Albany, Bahamas, where. This course, Albany, uh, Albany Golf Club, I believe it is, is a resort course, right? I mean, we see this at Kapalua. Um, there's many, you know, no, no one way to play it and the scores are going to be very, very low. Past champions have won here. 19 under par, 21 under par. Uh, should be a lot of birdies. There's no one skill set that is going to uh, determine the winner this week. We've seen shorter, more accurate, hitters off the tee. Um, they can play just fine because they're playing from the middle of the fairway. The course is 7,200 yards. It's a par 72. So it's not super long. These guys are going to be able to, you know, hit a bunch of par fives and two, basically everybody in the field. And then, you know, the rough isn't very penal. So if you are a longer hitter and you want to play bomb and gouge, that option is also available to you. So we haven't seen one specific type of golfer win this event over and over again, which keeps everybody in play. I mentioned you're going to need to make a lot of birdies. Um, but what, what tends to happen because you can bomb and gouge because you can hit it in the middle of fairway, be short and still get there. This, these end up turning into putting contests, which, um, can be very tough to predict because someone can ride a hot putter for four rounds and end up winning this thing. Also, with only 18 golfers in the field, there's going to be a lot of jostling. You're never really out of it. Um, you know, guaranteed four rounds outside of some weird disqualification or a withdrawal. But what I think is most compelling is, the field that we have. Uh, I mentioned it's star studded and this is the week prior to the President's Cup. So we have the President's Cup next week and this tournament starts on Wednesday, not Thursday like normal. So a Wednesday start, 11 of the 12 US team members of the President's Cup are going to be playing here in the Bahamas. The only guy who's not is Dustin Johnson, who withdrew, still recovering from that knee injury, although he says he's still going to tee it up at the President's Cup next week. Just needs one more week to get right. Seems a little, uh, I don't want to call it fishy, but interesting that he doesn't think he's going to be fine this week, but he thinks he will be next week. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he's just headed to Australia early, but uh, 11 of the 12 team members. And what I think is interesting is 
we've heard over and over already in the interviews, a lot of the guys saying this is a tune-up. This is a tune-up event. Hey, I want to get my game right for the President's Cup. There's still a million bucks up top for the winner of this event. I'm hoping a lot of them are trying to win it, but we're, we're seeing guys like Ricky Fowler has not played. Ricky Fowler's in the field this week. He has not played in a while. He got married. Um, he had like a bacterial infection. So he has not played a competitive golf in a long time. I'm not sure how much practice he's had. This might just be, a, he needs to go out and get right for the President's Cup. He might not be all that interested in winning. Of course, he'll, you know, try to win if he's in contention, but that might not be his main focus for this week. So I'm going to try to separate the field into guys that are here to win the Hero World Challenge or guys that might just be here to cross this off the list, you know, do Tiger a solid and then get ready for the President's Cup next week, which will be a overarching theme to this week, which is kind of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it overshadows the Hero World Challenge a bit, but um, there's going to be a lot of talk about the President's Cup. Finally, this is an Ernie L's designed course, which is kind of interesting. This is a newer course. It's only been around since 2010. He designed it after, get this, Royal Melbourne, which is the, uh, the course where the President's Cup will be held in Australia next week. So Ernie, that might come back to bite you in the butt that you designed a course to be very similar to Royal Melbourne. And now 11 of the 12 U.S. President's Cup members are going to get uh, four practice rounds on it this week. Obviously, with different conditions, it's it's not going to play exactly the same. But it was uh, a funny little tidbit that I saw that, um, you know, Ernie tried to design this to be just like Royal Melbourne. All right. Looking ahead to this field, uh, John Rahm is your Odds on favorite to win this event. He is four. I'm seeing him down to four to one. He opened at six to one down to four to one to win this event. And he's got two straight wins in his last two starts. Um, he won the, uh, open day Espana. Then he won in Dubai, which was the European tour, you know, the road to Dubai. He won that event. He's the hottest player on the planet. He's your defending champion. He is here because, you know, he, he's not going to Australia. He doesn't have his eyes set on that. He's here to win here to capture that million bucks up top. If you're ever betting anybody at four to one, this feels like a really good opportunity for John Rom. You know, we're going to talk about some of the, the guys that are value more valuable later, but like this is all systems go on John Rom for him to basically probably end. This is probably the last event he's going to play in 2019 End his 2019 on another high, try to close out his third straight win. It would be something special. Um, I love John Rahm here. If you're interested, you can also get him as first round leader at seven to one. So if you want, if, if four to one scares you off, but you think he's going to come out of the gate, you know, he has just as good of a chance to lead after the first round as he does four. Not necessarily true, but a seven to one bet versus a four to one vet bet is a little better value. If you can't stomach that short four to one number, if you want to go get him at seven to one, I completely understand. And the first round leader bet would be the way to do it. But I mean, really nothing to knock about John Rahm here in the Bahamas. All right. We're going to continue to roll through each one of these guys individually and how best we can attack this betting board, first round leaders, top five bets, or even outrights. And we'll get started with Justin Thomas right after these words.
NFL season is now upon us, so you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Golf Betting On Demand, and let's continue to run through these golfers at the Hero World Challenge. As promised, let's start with Justin Thomas, who is six and a half to one to outright win this golf tournament. He is also nine to one to be your first round leader. So a little bit of value there. There's going to be a point where... Um, you know, the first round leader odds are actually shorter than the win odds, but not quite for the studs at the top of the field. And, you know, what is there to say about JT? I've gone on record multiple times. I am expecting a massive year out of Justin Thomas. I think he's going to lead the tour, the, the money list, which is something that, you know, I would have bet 13 at 13 to one, uh, two months ago if I wanted my money locked up for a year. It's just, you know, unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to put out money to to wait that long and see what the results of the bet are going to be, but he's already captured a win this season. He is second on the PGA Tour in strokes gain total, which 
Of course, it's a small sample size, but that sample size is not even from his win. He won the CJ Cup, which is a non-measured event in terms of shot link data and strokes gained. That is from the Safeway Open, in which he finished in a tie for fourth. The other time that we saw him this fall was the Zozo Championship, in which he finished in a tie for 17th. He really just does it all. You know, JT is a, is an all around player who he's not going to kill you in any aspect. The only time that he really struggled putting his T to green game has been spectacular. The only time he struggled putting was after he, uh, injured himself at the Honda Classic. Remember, he wrapped a club around the tree early at the Honda Classic last year. He ended up missing a lot of time with that wrist injury. And when he came back, the putting was gone. And the assumption was, you know, we didn't get a a confirmation of this, but the assumption was that injury really messed with his feel. Even when he was back to swinging the club full on, you know, the, the touch needed to putt, you know, the speed, that, that feel that you need to have, it wasn't there for him right away. Seems to be getting right again with the putter. Obviously, the results indicate that he's that he's great. He's um, gaining about half a stroke around putting already in those four rounds that we have measured. So really like Justin Thomas here, six and a half to one. That number is fair. I, I think Justin Thomas is one of the more fair, fairly priced golfers that we ever get. You know, he doesn't get the Tiger boost for being Tiger. He doesn't get the Ricky boost. Uh, he doesn't get the, the knock of Patrick Reed because he's not a popular player. Justin Thomas, very fairly priced week in and week out. Six and a half to one. You know, that's similar to like, um, Rory at the Canadian Open, you know, an event where there's like one stud player in it. That's the type of odds that you get. JT getting that treatment here at six and a half to one. I don't mind it. I don't think there's a ton of value in it. I don't think you're getting killed uh, by the number. I think it is a very fair price. Next up is Patrick Cantlay, who sits there at eight to one to win the golf tournament and 11 to one to be your first round leader. As much as I love Patrick Cantlay, the issue is going to be his putter. Um, he has eight measured rounds already this year. In the again, very small sample size, very early, but ranks 145th in putting this season. And he did finish second at the Shriners. So, I mean, like, he, he's able to overcome this. Um, he's an excellent star studded player. He flies under the radar quite a bit, but that putter really hurts. And at a tournament where putting has, has tended to be, uh, pretty critical week in and, you know, year in and year out because, everybody's, you know, uh, no one's getting killed. No one's getting penalized off the tee. No one's getting penalized on approaches. The putter really needs to come through at, you know, eight to one, which is the price that can't lay sitting at right now. I'm a little worried about it. That, that to me just screams like, uh, you know, you're paying a price on a guy that I don't think you should be paying a price on. So it's nothing to knock his tee to green game. Patrick Cantlay is excellent, but this is not the tournament that I am going to try to roster him at. Uh, he did play here last year. So one start in Albany, he did finish in a tie for fifth. That to me, I, I, I have not seen the top five, the top 10 odds yet. If they'll even do top 10 odds, considering it's an 18 man field. But if you get top five odds, you know, Depending on what they are, seeing what Patrick Cantlay can do there feels a little bit better than uh, needing him to have an outlier putting event to win this golf tournament. Next up, Tiger Woods and Xander Shoffley, both 9-1. to Let's start with Xander. Uh, I've got him up next here. So um, 
to me, this is the value. Nine to one value. I'm actually surprised we didn't see Tiger shorter than this. You know, it's 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 his event. He's won. Tiger's always overpriced. You could he could have easily been six or seven to one in this event, but he's not. But I'll get to Tiger in a second. Xander to me. The all-around game is just something special. The guy can really do it all. Um, you know, we've only seen him twice this year, and it was a 10th at Zozo and a 2nd at the WGC. He's awesome. And what we have seen from Xander is a real, um, I don't want to say interest, but he has done really well at these no-cut events. In fact, two of, or I'm sorry, three of his four PGA Tour wins are no-cut events. The WGC HSBC Champions, the Tour Championship, and the Tournament of Champions. So he has excelled in situations knowing that he's getting those four rounds. And what I love about Xander is he can legit just come out and boat race the entire field. We saw him steal the tournament of champions from Gary Woodland. Uh, it was last year. It was almost a year ago. Exactly. As we get into January where, you know, Woodland goes out and shoots something low on Sunday. looks like he has it wrapped up and Xander just goes absolutely nuclear and shoots like a 62 on Sunday to steal the tournament from him. It was just really impressive. And that's the type of stuff that he can do at, again, a resort course that's set up like this. So if you're looking to get in at that kind of second tier, that nine to one, Xander is my guy here. Um, we'll probably stay away from Tiger. I just, you know, he's almost always overpriced, so it's hard for me to pay for him. And we're already seeing the quotes that say, I'm looking for a tune-up. I'm just trying to be ready to go in Australia. His focus for the past, I don't know how many months, has been President's Cup, President's Cup, President's Cup. And here we are, a week out of the President's Cup, you know, six days away or whatever it's going to be. He's got all of the captain responsibilities. He's trying to get the team ready for next week. He's got 11 of his guys here getting them ready for next week. I don't even want to say golf at, at the Bahamas, like that could be not even a second tier, um, priority for him. It could be third, fourth, fifth on his list this week. There's just so much other stuff going on. Uh, throw in the fact that he's nine to one in a field that is, is, is as stacked as this one is. And, um, you know, you won't find me investing in Tiger Woods this week. Next up is Webb Simpson. So Webb sits here at 11 to 1 to win the golf tournament and 12 to 1 to be your first round leader. So this is starting to get to the point where the tide switches. So if you want to bet some of these shorter guys to be first round leader, you're getting a better deal. Uh, now we're getting to the part of the field where it's either equal or they will be longer shots to win the golf tournament than to be your first round leader. But Webb Simpson, I don't know what more we can say. I've talked to, I talked about him, um, at the RSM classic where he came in second. We talked about him at the Shriners where he came in seventh. He is the most underrated player on the PGA tour. He already has two top 10 finishes in his two starts this year and his strokes gain total number is second to no one. He is the leader in strokes gain totally has seven measured rounds during this young season, and he's doing it everywhere. Uh, his off the tee game has been his worst. Okay. He's 118th off the tee, fifth on approaches, 32nd around the green and 18th in putting. That is a very solid. I mean, even the off the tee game, while he's 118th, he's not losing strokes. He's a small, uh, he's a small positive off the tee. So it's just been so impressive what he has been able to do. And, you know, he hasn't played this event at, 
at Albany. He's played it at Sherwood Country Club where he had a fifth, a seventh, and a tie for 13th. But those were years ago. Webb is a much better player now. I mean, I know he didn't, hasn't won a major. He won the players, but, um, you know, Webb, Webb is definitely in the prime of his career. I, I really like this number here on him at 11 to one to come out of that second tier of golfers. He can definitely compete in really good fields as we saw at, you know, the players championship. And we've seen countless times throughout Webb Simpson's career. All right, we are going to jump into the middle of the pack and then the long shots, but we'll get to, ooh, Ricky Fowler up next right after these words. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to Golf Betting On Demand. And as promised, let's jump back into this field, starting with Ricky Fowler, who currently sits at 14 to 1 to win this event and 12 to 1 to be your first round leader. So here we are. This is the point where now, if you like a golfer and you're trying to just get the most value, probably betting them outright uh, would be the way to do it. Ricky Fowler is a tough one. I mentioned it at the top where... Uh, I guess to really no fault of his own, we just haven't seen him. And it's really hard to justify betting a golfer that you have not seen play golf in months, quite frankly. Uh, I mean, he got married. Cool. Good for you, Ricky. Took, take some personal time. Then we know he got sick. Uh, I believe it was bac- bacterial infection or something. Don't quote me on that, but missed some time because of that. And now we get him headed to headed to the Bahamas and added as uh, an additional captain's pick to the President's Cup because of Brooks Kepka bowing out. This to me uh, absolutely screams trap, uh, which means we'll probably win it. But uh, there is probably no golfer in the field. I understand a million dollars can motivate you. I, I understand if he gets in contention, he's going to want to play good golf. But there's probably no golfer in the field that is using this event as a tune-up or as a stepping stone, like Ricky Fowler is. We haven't seen him. We have no idea how much practice he's put in. We know he's been sidelined with some personal stuff. He's headed to Australia next week. This is an absolute tune-up event for him. And we'll just see how good he is at shaking off the rust if he goes out and competes this week. Even more, more power to you, Ricky. But this, to me, is just screaming of someone who is probably going to be working on things, probably going to be trying things out, not overly concerned with the result of his golf shot, just trying to get things right. I do think what we'll find is, um, I wish you could almost bet like final round leader. And we'll see if I can get some in, you know, some live bets. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Rick Run Good. I'll tweet them out if they're available. But like Ricky Fowler seems to be the type of golfer that I'd love to bet on like the weekend. You know, let him get warmed up into Thursday into Friday, if um, you know, you know his putter can get hot, which is his biggest you know attribute. So 
I would love to see how the first couple of rounds go for him and see if I can't get a little action on him moving up the leaderboard Thursday or Friday, maybe a, a matchup or two, depending on what, what comes out. So keep that in mind. But at 14 to one, I will not be investing in Ricky Fowler. Uh, another guy here, Bryson DeChambeau, really interesting. 14 to one to win and 14 to one to be your first round leader. How about that? Perfect. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, what we have seen from him is a lot of working out. So he's been in the, uh, in the gym posting videos saying he's getting bigger, saying he's getting stronger, has had a pretty good start to the fall, a, a miscut, a 13th and a fourth, uh, the fourth coming at the Shriners. We haven't seen him since then. So that was almost two months ago now at this point. Um, I, I don't, I don't love, uh, Bryson here. I think I like him here. I, if you made me lean one way, I think he's okay. The reason for that is we've seen Bryson make a lot of birdies in bunches. He's a, a prolific birdie maker. So when you need someone to be able to go 20 under par, certainly possible for, um, for Bryson to get there. In fact, he went, he went 20 under at the Shriners, including a 63 on Sunday, which was his final round. You know, I, I could get behind a small endorsement of Bryson. I'm not sprinting to the, the window to, to place a Bryson bet, but I think compared to other guys around him here, um, Ricky Fowler, for example, like I would, I would take Bryson here if I could get him into a matchup. So uh, pretty, pretty lukewarm on him. Uh, statistically, what we've seen is, um, you know, he's a very good, very good ball striker. He just needs to just start rolling the putts and, and he should be just fine. Next up, we've got Justin Rose. Justin Rose is 16 to 1 to win and 12 to 1 to win the uh first round leader. And he is the guy that I sprinted to get my bet in on. Um 16 to 1 on Justin Rose feels wrong. Quite frankly, I mean, this is a guy who has played basically all year long, right? He's played a lot on the European tour. He has not had a big stretch of golf that he has taken off. He is, he is a super solid elite golfer on the PGA tour. He is elite. He should be priced up with, let's see, he should be in like the Xander Webb Simpson range. He should be like nine to 11 to one, something in there. He is currently at 16 to one. I don't understand it. Um, we've seen him win just about everything, right? I mean, the guy, there's no, there's no event he cannot win. He has, uh, two, uh, his last two starts here in Albany are a third and a fifth place finish. So he's got good success and he's being priced at the, just a middle of the pack player. This to me is a little bit, uh, just a little bit mind boggling. He's, he's a, he's a great birdie maker. Uh, I, I'm, st- I'm lost for words. I, I can only say, he is much better than his price is currently indicating. He is much better than his peers down here. I will be taking as much Justin Rose action as I can get. That means I will be getting him uh, outright to win. I'll be taking him as a as a first round leader. I will be taking him in matchups, in head to heads, uh, basically wherever I can get him. As long as he's being priced similarly to this sixteen to one number, and behind a half half the field, yeah, it's he's going to be getting he's going to be getting my dollars. 
All right, next up is we've done Rose, we've done Bryson. Oh, Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland, 18 to 1 to win and 14 to 1 to be your first round leader. Um, Gary to me is a super volatile option. Uh, we saw him play well at the, at the fall. We saw him, okay, we saw him win the US Open, which was great, obviously. Then we saw him play terribly down the stretch at the end of the year. Now we're starting to see him come back to life. Third at the CJ Cup, fifth at the Zozo Championship. Those are his two previous starts on the PGA Tour. Um, Gary's interesting to me because we have seen him find success in some of these no-cut events. I mean, I know he came in second at the Tournament of Champions, which is where Xander Boat rushed him, but we've seen him play well at these type of events including both of those Asian swing events that I just rattled off to you that, um, you know, those were both no cut four round events. Um, what I'm a little interested about is how Gary's going to handle this as a tune up before the president's cup. It was very clear that he is buddies with Tiger Woods and he was thrilled to be on this team. The interviews could not be more glowing about Gary Woodland and how excited he was to uh, play on Tiger's team, play for Captain Woods. Like it, he was giddy, literally. And I, I, being a President's Cup rookie, I'm a little bit concerned that he is going to just very easily look ahead to um, to next week, quite frankly. And we know that the putter can be an issue for Gary Woodland at times. And if this turns into a putt fest, Gary could be in. You know, a little bit of trouble. So I'm, I'm going to draw the line in the sand. I'm going to, I'm a big Gary Woodland fan, but not the week for me. I think that he's going to do just fine at the President's Cup and I'm looking forward to that. Patrick Reed up next. Patrick Reed is 20 to one to win and he is 14 to one to be your first round leader. Uh, there is so much to talk about Patrick Reed. Um, I, I don't even know if I have the time or the energy to do it, but he's played well in the fall 17th at the Zozo eighth at the world golf championships, HSBC. He's what I say, 20 to one to win this. That's a really good number. Patrick Reed plays well in spurts. Uh, we've talked about this for a handful of golfers. Patrick Reed definitely falls into the mold of when he is running hot, you want to get on him when he is running cold. You want to avoid him like the plague. He just, it's just, he's a very streaky player. If that swing clicks, he can go nuclear. He can win the Masters. Okay. Uh, he can win a playoff event, things that he's actually done before. 20 to one is a pretty good number because to me, Patrick Reed does not look ahead. Uh, there are a few guys on the PGA tour that compete like Patrick Reed does. I, there is no chance he's looking ahead to anything. Um, I just am really, I really think that he is in the moment right here, ready to play, uh, the, the hero world challenge. And what, and if the juices start flowing and he gets in contention, uh, watch out. It's just, it's just a really good situation for him to be in. And, um, he has played here in the past. So he's got pretty good results. Um, 11th, 5th, 10th, 2nd, and 3rd are his last five trips in this event. Obviously out of 18, you expect all good results, but uh, a couple of close calls, including a second in 2016, uh, definitely worth an investment at 20 to one for a guy who's playing well coming into this. Speaking of, uh, no, we'll skip that for now. We'll go to Tony Finau. Tony Finau is 22 to one to win the golf tournament. And he is 18 to one to be your first round leader. Um, 
I've already bet this. I'll tell you that. I, I cannot endorse Tony Finau enough. Um, I understand he will be a President's Cup team member next week. So if I'm, you know, trying to play the look ahead game, Finau certainly could be the, uh, one of the guys that looks ahead, but, uh, I, I really love his game. So in, in only four measured rounds, um, which was the Shriners hospital for him, leads the tour in strokes gained T to green. Um, did not have a very good Asian swing, but when I ran, if you're new to this, I run a regression model every single week to see what types of players are, um, find success at, at each course and, and guys that can play well around the greens found a lot of success at this event. Uh, Tony has been awesome this season. He ranks seventh in strokes gained around the green. He's third on approaches. He's seventh off the tee. The putter has been absolutely horrible. He's 229th in putting. That's not normal for him. So I imagine if he can just get it back to um, even something like his normal baseline, which would be like an average putter, he's going to put himself into contention quite a bit. And we know he can make birdies in bunches. I'm really excited to see Tony Finau at this event. He's only played here once and it was a second place finish. So I'll be firing up Tony Finau. In fact, I already have at 22 to one to win this golf tournament. All right, the moment you've been waiting for. We've got to talk about Jordan Spieth, and we'll start with him right after these words. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to Golf Betting On Demand, and it's time to talk about Jordan Spieth, uh, another one of my well-documented takes. I'm just so down on Jordan Spieth, knowing that he's had basically just a magic putter um, that has even, I mean, he hasn't won in two years, so let's first start there. And, And when he has found success, it's basically been the magic putter that he has and his, you know, his tee to green game has been, you know, one of the worst. And if you just remove his name and look at his stats, his odds week in and week out would be like 60, 80, 100 to one instead of being 20, 25 to one, 30 to one. I actually think Vegas is starting to catch up to this because he is 28 to one to win an 18 man field. That's pretty crazy. Um, I want to still not be betting it, but I think that, uh, Vegas is starting to figure this out. So Spieth, who, you know, started off the, the Asian swing, uh, pretty well, a top 10. He finished eighth at the CJ Cup. Then he finished, uh, 66th at the Zozo Championship, which is almost last and 43rd at the WGC HSBC. Nothing too special over the course of the last two tournaments. And in fact, uh, you can kind of argue the 65 that he shot in the second round of the CJ Cup was really the only good round he had. Um, he only had one other round in the, in the, in the 60s, the entire swing over there. So it's just been a lot of struggles for Jordan Spieth. As much as I'm down on him long term, 
Um, I think there are a few nuggets of optimism to have for Jordan Spieth this week in particular. I, I still believe that no one grinds like Jordan Spieth does. He works hard over every putt, every shot. He never gives up. Uh, as corny as that sounds, I, I, he just he just doesn't. He never phones it in. He could be three shots off off the cut with two holes to play, and he's still trying to figure out a way to get there. I believe he has probably spent this offseason um, working on a lot of things, and and I trust that he is mentally capable of getting it right. I don't know if it's going to come this week, but I'm also optimistic for Jordan Spieth if he was able to win an event. I think he's very much in a bad mental place right now. We've seen that from a lot of his interviews. I think he needs a win. Even if it is an 18-man field, um, this would be a really good time for him to just like show up, win an event like this, and then maybe that just alleviates the conversation on him. You know, every week we say, oh, it's been two years since he's won. It's been two years and two months, two years and three. It's just going to continue to grow until he raises a trophy again. This is kind of an interesting spot for it. You know, 18 man field. A lot of these guys might be focused somewhere else. He's not headed to Australia. Uh, would be a really good spot for him. I just don't trust the game, but, um, he won't be getting my investment, but I think he's, he's super interesting this year. Next up is Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar is, 30 to 1 to win this. That was a little bit surprising to me. Matt Kuchar, who is like, you know, the king of kind of the swing season. We've seen him play well at Mayakoba. Um, we've seen him play well at RSM in the past, although he missed the cut this year. Like, this is guys won multiple times on tour in the last year. Was very interested to see him price at 30 to 1 down here with some of these guys that uh, never win. You know, Bubba, Bubba, we'll get to Bubba. Bubba hasn't won. I can't remember last time Bubba won. Um, so I was, I was a little interested, interested to see Kuchar here. I will probably fire a small bet on this at, um, at 30 to one. You know, he's one of these guys that, uh, he's played here a bunch. He's got a ninth place finish in 2018. He had a third the year before that and then a 14th. So 14 out of 18, obviously not very good in 2016, but some decent results. I was very surprised to see. That when Vegas has to decide who these longer shots are going to be, that Matt Kuchar, you know, ended up being one of them. Uh, his all-around game is 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 very solid. Um, I, just just very surprising to see him down here. I think he's he's gonna probably steam some um, some popularity and some bets towards uh, later this week. So I I think there's a chance this number moves to to 28, 25. I'm gonna get on it right now at 30 and see if he can't. Uh, See if he can't capture us a win out of the out of the bottom of the betting board. He's also um, thirty to one with Henrik Stenson. So Stenson's really interesting. If you remember, Stenson voluntarily ended his PGA Tour season last year. He was he was not inside the top thirty of the uh, FedEx Cup standing, so he was not a lock to go to East Lake. The tournament before that, the BMW Championship, would have been his last chance, and uh, he didn't play. So it effectively just ended, ended his season, did not give him a chance to, to, to move on. And then he's played some European tour events and the results have been mixed. But, um, you know, to me, Stenson is just an all around class player. I probably won't get to him at 30 to one because we haven't seen as much of the, um, you know, recent results that I would like to see from Henrik Stenson. But 
hard to argue with some of his some of his tournament history here. So he had a 17th out of 18, not good, in 2018. But last year he was fourth. And then 2017 and 2016 were both runner-up finishes. There's few guys in the field that have a um a tournament history as good as Henrik Stenson does. So if you're if you're a big believer in that aspect of of betting and, and trying to handicap golf, I certainly encourage you to take a good, hard, long look at Henrik Stenson and see what he's done uh, overseas and on the European tour since uh, since the end of the PGA Tour season. I think his best finish came at the uh, Scandinavian Open. I want to say he finished third there, and then he's basically just been like you know twentieth, twentieth, twentieth ever since then. But uh, nothing too terrible, but nothing too great. Next up is going to be, uh, let's go with Kevin Kisner. Kevin Kisner also sitting down here at 35 to 1 to win, 22 to 1 to be your first round leader. I like Kiss. Um, I'm a big fan of his. You know, we only have one measured round for him this year, and it was very ugly. He missed the cut at the RSM Classic by shooting a 73 in round one. But he came back, almost missed the cut, or I'm sorry, well, he missed the cut, almost made the cut by shooting a 67 in round two. If I remember correctly, he was like five under on the back. Um, so Kisner, who I love long term, might have found something in that final round there. And we know that nobody can putt it like this guy when he gets hot. In fact, I actually think... If, if for whatever reason, if Dustin Johnson, who, you know, withdrew from the Hero World Challenge this week and he, and he, he says he's going to play the President's Cup next week. If for whatever reason, Dustin Johnson ends up not playing next week at the President's Cup, I would love to see Kevin Kisner replace him. Um, great team guy, seems to be great for the locker room, can get the putter hot. And when you get into a match play setting, that's something that is obviously super handy. So, I'm, I'm steaming. I'm, I'm growing momentum on Kevin Kisner with the great second round he had at the RSM. Um, you know, you get him here where being accurate off the tee and putting it is a really good combination, uh, to find success. He's only played the Hero World Challenge one time. It was two years ago. He finished, uh, kind of middle of the pack in a tie for 12th. So, um, you know, I, I, I would look to Kisner. I don't necessarily want to bet him outright. I think the field is just so much better, um, than he is, quite frankly. But I, I would love to see if we get a top five number on Kisner. Uh, and then I'm, I'm very optimistic on him long term. Uh, you know, the 2020 season, I think, is going to be a nice year for Kevin Kisner. One guy that needs to really figure out what 2020 is going to be for him is Bubba Watson. And Bubba is 40 to 1 to win this golf tournament. He is 22 to 1 to be your first round leader. And it was not a good 2019 for Bubba Watson. In fact, um, probably the worst year of his career uh, since he kind of came, you know, He's been around a long time since he kind of exploded and was became a winner on tour. Uh, this was a bad year for Bubba and he's now down to like 41st in the world rankings. I believe. Yep. 41st in the world. We have six measured rounds for him this season. Um, played the Greenbrier, finished 47th, which is not good because he has a place there. Cut at the Shriners, 51st at the Zozo, 28th at the WGC. 
That's really bad. Those six rounds, he's 136th strokes gained tee to green. He's losing strokes tee to green. There's just really not much to say about him at this point. I mean, uh, he was once, um, even as, as, as recent as last year, a super elite off the tee. We have not seen any of that this year. He's 60th on the PGA tour. He's brutal on approaches. He's even worse around the greens in a field where, in a tournament where being good around the greens is going to be critical. The only thing that you can argue for Bubba is that he's a, a winner here. He won this event in 2016. He had a sixth a year later. He had a 12th last year. Um, we've seen him play a lot. It's a mixed bag of results. I, I'm just very much out on Bubba long term. And this is in the same way that we have to find out what Jordan Spieth is. We have to find out what Jason Day is. We have to figure out what Bubba Watson is. Like it starts now. Um, very interested to see what these guys will do. For the 2020 year, I I have no interest in playing Bubba Watson almost at all this week. And then we'll wrap up uh, every player in the field with Ches Reevy. So Reevy just got added to this field. Uh, Dustin Johnson withdrew. Reevy was the alternate. He filled the spot. So he's the 18th man in. Didn't know he was going to play this until like two days ago. 60 to 1. 60 to 1 to win. Um, 28 to one to be your first round leader for first, you know, reaction to that is 60 to one might be a good number, but it's kind of crazy that he's that much longer than Bubba is. Bubba can't be 40 to one and Reevee can't be 60 to one. Even if Reevee was 40 or 45 or 50, I guess that's fine. This, this is pretty disrespectful to Ches Reevee. Again, a guy who has actually won on the PGA tour recently, um, He's played a lot this fall. We have seen a lot of Reevy. There's been good. There's been bad. Started a season with a 33rd at the Safeway. Missed the cut at the Shriners. Not good. 46th at the CJ Cup. 70th at the Zozo. That's almost dead last. 60th at the WGC. But started to get it going a little bit at Mayakoba. 26th there. He had two really good rounds in Mayakoba. He, uh, the first in his, first round is third round. 66 and 68. Didn't do much on Sunday. In fact, uh, 72, I think, is one over or even par there. Um, just not going to cut it when those things start to turn into birdie fests. But Reedy does have elite skills, which is kind of what we're looking for in these types of situations. His elite skills is that he hits every single fairway. Now, every guy, like these fairways are pretty wide on these resort courses, but few guys can throw darts like Reevy can. And even though he's had a bad start to the year, um, he's still 16th in strokes gained approach. He's gaining like one shot per round on approaches, which is excellent. Um, the thing that's really let him down has been the putter. So if he can get that putter right, despite being 186th on tour in putting, he's 28th in strokes gained tee to green. If he can get that going a little bit, I think that there is a chance for Reevee to make a little bit of noise. Um, we saw him fly up the leaderboard at the tour championship despite, you know, with the staggered start starting much lower in the field. So I think he can make a little bit of noise. I don't think he can go out and win this golf tournament. Um, I don't think he's ever played it. Let me see here. No, he has not. He's never played this event. So he will be the lone, I believe the lone first timer in this field. Um, so I, I'm not interested in really betting him, but I thought it was still disrespectful for him to be 60 to one when Bubba is 40 to one. He could have easily been 40 to one. All right. 
That's every golfer in the field for the Hero World Challenge. I've kind of given you an idea of who I'm going to bet, but we are going to make it official because on the other side, I'm going to take you through who has actually made my betting slip and why, and uh, we'll see if I'm crazy or not, and you can tell me how crazy I am. All right, we'll get to those guys right after these words. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to Golf Betting On Demand, and it's time. We've covered literally every single player in this field. There's only 18 of them, so we just went through and broke down every single one from a betting perspective. I hope that was enjoyable, but let's talk about who I'm actually going to make bets for. This is mine. This is Rick's betting slip. So here we go. Um, starting at the top, I did fire a bet on Justin Thomas at six and a half to one. I don't think there's a ton of value there. I think he is as fairly priced as I could have asked for. Um, I think it's possible he could have been the, the, the favorite to win this, but John Rahm is. So I'm just going to take my six and a half to one and say, this is a guy that I really like long-term. I like him for this event. I think he's great. And I think this is a fair price. I think he's going to win. That's it. It, it was, it was, it was really that simple. I, I didn't have to be a ton of value in it for me. Next up. Justin Rose. This is where I thought there was value. Okay. Um, I, I sprinted to bet him at 16 to one. He's being priced amongst his peers. You know, no offense to the guys like Gary Woodland and, and Ricky Fowler, but Justin Rose is in another class. Um, really good performances the last two years here. This number is wrong, quite frankly. So I was very excited to bet Justin Rose at 16 to one. I think, uh, you know, he's not. Not one of these guys looking forward to the President's Cup. Uh, should be very familiar with this course. I believe he has a residence here. This was just a kind of a no-brainer. I was like, auto-click Justin Rose. And then I did fire one more, uh, you know, trying not to bet the whole field here, but I did fire one more on Tony Finau at 22 to 1. Um, the, the thing that's held him back this fall has been the, the putter. Uh, normally he's much better than that. He can make birdies in bunches. I, I think this is a, a, a really good setup for him. He's one of the best players. Tita Green, 22 to 1 is, is, is shockingly long for Tony Finau. So yeah, I've, I've fired him up already. But what I think is going to be interesting is, so those are the three I've already, or the, yeah, the three I've already placed. What I think is going to be interesting is the in-play betting uh, to see, especially the guys who are shaking off the rust, like Ricky Fowler, how they do from round one to round four, maybe getting in on some matchups later in the week. All right, that's it for Golf Betting On Demand and the Hero World Challenge. I want to know if I'm crazy or who you're betting this week. So please reach out to me, tweet me. It is at Rick Run Good. I'm looking forward to it and I will see you guys next time. Best of luck at the Hero World Challenge.